0: attitude that disbelievers have assumed towards Islam vary. However, they may be summed up in two major groups. Those in the first group mind their own worldly business and perform their acts of worship and do not attack Muslims. Realizing their inferiority against Islam's strength and greatness, they accepted to pay the jizya, thus accepting asylum in Islam's domination and justice. These disbelievers are called Ahl al-Dhimat or dhimmi. It is necessary to dislike disbelievers of this kind and to view them as enemies. Yet it is haram to oppress them or to hurt their feelings. It is written in the Siyar section of Fatawa-i Khairia. Something which is forbidden for Muslims is forbidden for the Dhimis too. Fornication, eating in public during Ramadan, violating the fast publicly, dancing, music, interest, a percentage of which is a percentage of sum of money loaned to someone or borrowed from someone. Uh, going out uncovered are forbidden for the dhimmi as well as the Muslim. Only alcoholic drinks and eating pork are not forbidden for the dhimmi. It is permitted to visit them when they are sick or at other times, or to travel together with them. It is written in the subject on tazir. Tazir is the general name for various types of punishment which the Islamic religion inflicts for some crimes. So the punishments of tazir are explained in detail in the 11th chapter of the sixth fascicle of endless bliss. So it's written in the subject on ta'zir in Multaqah and Dur al-Mukhtar and in other fiqh books. A Muslim who insults a disbeliever, for instance, by saying, you are an adulterer, or who hurts their hearts by saying disbeliever or who backspite them, will be subjected to ta'zir. That is, he will be thrashed with a stick, for it is a sin to hurt others' hearts. Also, it is a sin to touch their property. It is written in the fifth volume of Dur al-Mukhtar. It is worse to torment the dhimmi, who is a non-Muslim compatriot, than it is to torment a Muslim. To mistreat and torture an animal is worse than doing the same to a dhimmi. It is permitted to greet the dhimmi and to shake hands with him in order not to hurt him. The case is the same with greeting a sinner who commits sins publicly. The book Berika says while explaining the disasters incurred by one's own hands, Wright reads, It is permissible to kill ants that do harm to man and his food, provided they will not be tormented or thrown into water. It is permissible to burn wood that has ants inside after shaking it or by banging it down on the ground. It is always permissible to kill mice, lice, fleas, scorpions, and locusts. It is makru to throw lice while they are alive on the ground, or to burn any living creature. It is permissible to slaughter, shoot, or poison a harmful cat, a mad dog, or wild beasts with a sharp knife. It is not permissible to thrash them. Thrashing is done in order to teach manners. Since an animal doesn't have reason, it cannot be taught manners. In case it is necessary to kill a living thing, it is permissible to kill it by burning it when there is no other way. It is permissible to excise one of a person's limbs in order to cure a disease like gangrene. It is permissible to incise into the bladder, the kidney and the gall, in order to get stones out. It is never permissible to slap a living thing on the face for any reason. As for the second group of disbelievers, they cannot stand the brightness of the Islamic sun. They try to demolish the Islamic religion with all their forces and negative propaganda through media. These poor people do not realize that to eradicate Islam from the world means to deprive people of happiness, comfort, safety and to expose themselves and all humanity to disasters and troubles. In short, it means to cut the ground from under their own feet. Allah Tala by declaring in order to avoid suffering and the attacks and torments of disbelievers and in order to enable them to attain endless bliss, work as ceaselessly as is humanly possible, make the most perfect media of war. This is declared in the 60th ayat of Surat al-Anfal and this commands us to honor these disbelievers by helping them to become Muslims or not to meddle with the daily work or the acts of worship of those who yield themselves to Islam's protection by accepting to pay the jizya. We must protect the lives, property and chastity of such people. Thus, Allah Ta'ala wants the whole world to unite under Islam's flag. He wants everyone to have iman, belief, and to love one another. He commands us, to establish a justice that will include all those who persist in disbelief, even though they understand Islam. We must endeavor to provide comfort for all people, for animals, for the living and for the dead, and for all beings. Escaping hell in the next world is peculiar only to those who adapt themselves to Hazrat Muhammad All the blessings in this world, all inventions, all degrees, all branches of knowledge, will be available in the next world on the condition that one has followed the way of Rasulullah. Otherwise, every good deed done by those who do not follow Allah's Prophet will remain in this world, causing their next world to be destroyed. That is, it will be nothing but an istidraj disguised in goodness. As a matter of fact, of all the useful and auspicious deeds in the world, the one which Allah Ta'ala likes best is building a jami or mosque. There are hadiths explaining that building a jami will bring about countless blessings. Nevertheless, Allah declares in the 18th ayat of Suratul Al-Tawbah, it is not permissible for disbelievers to build a jami. It is not a reasonable and useful activity. Their building a jami and all their deeds which they like will be useless for them on the rising day. And since they do not adapt themselves to be upon muhammad they will go to hell and will be punished with very bitter torments eternally. He declares in the 85th ayat of Surat Al-Ali Imran, Allah Ta'ala does not like or accept the religion of those who wish for a religion other than the Islamic religion which has been brought by Hadar Muhammad. He who turns his back on the Islamic religion will suffer a great loss and will go to hell in the next world. A person who worships for thousands of years, spends his life purifying his self, and becomes useful to those around him with his beautiful manners and the tools he has invented Will not attain the endless bliss unless he adapts himself to Hadrub Muhammad. Allah Ta'ala declares in the 13th ayat of Surah An Nisa Those who ignore the commandments of Allah Ta'ala and his prophet Hadrub Muhammad, salam, those who dislike the commandments and who say that they are not compatible with the century, with science, that they do not suffice for modern needs, will not escape the fire of hell on the day of judgment. There is very bitter torment. For these types of people in hell. This world is a field for the next world. How unfortunate and stupid are those who, instead of sowing their seeds, eat them, thus depriving themselves of reaping much fruit. They do not prepare for that day on which siblings will avoid each other, a mother will disavow her children. These people will be wrong in this world and in the next, and will repent in the end. He who is reasonable looks on this world only as an opportunity. During this short term, Instead of enjoying worldly pleasures, he sows seeds by doing auspicious deeds, the ones which Allah Ta'ala likes, and thus gathers the many blessings communicated in the ayat-i-Karima. Allah Ta'ala will give infinite blessings for the auspicious deeds and worships done in this short life, and he will eternally torment those who do not follow his prophet and who dislike Islam. As a matter of fact, he declares in the 172nd ayat of Surah An-Nisa, for those who, believing in Hadar Muhammad, do the deeds useful for the hereafter, Allah Ta'ala will give what he promises and many other blessings in addition. He will inflict vehement punishment on those who presume that it is baseness and retrogression to worship Allah Ta'ala, i.e. to obey Hz. Muhammad. Such people pretend to be great by calling themselves modern and enlightened. There will not be a helper or an owner of power besides Allah Ta'ala to rescue these disbelievers from hell who assume themselves to be superior to everybody. Allah Ta'ala himself knows why he will torment them eternally. Men's short brains cannot comprehend it. For example, he commands various punishments for the murders done in the world. No man can understand the reasons, the ultimate divine causes in them. Likewise, he will torment unbelievers eternally for such a transient, short period of disbelief. If a person attempts to rationalize all the commandments in the Quran al-Karim and all the rules of the Ahakam Islamiyah within the scope of the human mind and tries to make his mind justify them, he has not understood or believed in the highness of the rank of prophethood. We should not read books that try to explain Islam by making it believable through reason and philosophy. It is stated in the book Al-Munkizu Dalal, as the things that are understood through reason are superior to those perceived through sense organs, and as the former may prove the latter wrong, That is, our sense organs cannot perceive the things comprehended through reason. Likewise, reason is incapable of comprehending facts realized at the rank of prophethood. Reason has no other option than to believe. How can reason assess things which it cannot understand? How can it decide if they are right or wrong?